Hello, and welcome to American Pale Males, your nerdy beer tasting podcast. As always, it is I, your host, Jeremy, and with me is the other host, Michael. That's my name. The other host, Michael. How's life? It's been so long since we've spoken. (laughs) A right wink, wink. Wink. But, you know... So, so obviously, you've tried many a beer in the Of course. Um, I'm going to just jump right into it with the beer brag, Michael. Uh, go, go, go ahead. During my sojourn to the... Quad, sojourn? Sojourn? I don't know. During my trip to the Quad Cities, we stopped at Front Street Brewing in downtown Davenport. And there I had their delicious cherry blonde ale. Michael. Oh, it's Cherry Bomb Blonde, now that I look at the actual name of it. Mm-hmm. Michael, have you had any Cherry Blondes before? Not a Cherry Blonde, and the only Cherry Beer that really comes up right to my... Well, aside like the fancy New Glarus ones mm-hmm. with Door County Cherries. There used to be a uh, common Cherry Beer, though, from Sam Adams called Cherry Wheat. Ah, Yeah. Which I um, quite liked in college. I think if I had it now, I might have some reservations about it, but uh, the memories are still good. I remember it being good. Um, This one is better. Sometimes, <laughs> yes. I, sometimes I find with the cherry as an adjunct flavor, it kind of gets a Robitussin or Luden's flavor where it yes. just tastes like artificial cherry. Kind of like the coating of a Dairy Queen Dilly Bar. Yes. That's actually a perfect way of describing it. <laughs> um, but this one was that's not the case. Uh, it's oh, a v- very crushable pale blonde. I don't know. It's just a blonde lager. It's flavored with cherries, and it comes served with a maraschino cherry sitting at the bottom. Mm. Um, and it's delicious. It's perfect beer to have during warm weather, even if you don't necessarily like fruit in your beer, which... I'm okay with fruit beers, but whenever I see fruit in a beer, it kind of puts up a red flag a little bit for me, mm-hmm. um, unless it's a a known thing like a lime and a Corona, which you have to do to not get dysentery, <laughs> to continue a theme from the last episode. There wasn't a ton of uh, complexity, that's the word I'm looking for, to this beer, but it nailed what it was going for, and for that it gets 3.5 for me. Oh, I really, nice. I I really enjoyed this beer, and I'm probably holding back too much on it. What about you, Michael? What do you got? Uh, well, Jeremy, because of our compact recording schedule, and because I was pretty ill to the point where I was gasping for air, <laughs> I don't have a beer brag for what? this particular episode. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna read you a few um social media interactions we had though with the oh. greater public, not just our friends of the show and enemies of the show who happen to be friends of us. Interesting. I I probably haven't seen these, so uh, hit yeah. me up, Michael. What do you got? So we had a comment on a YouTube video, one of really? our first comments, yeah. And it is from Ulysses Garcia. And his comment was, first. So, con- <laughs> so congratulations, Ulysses. You claim to be the first commenter on a video with two views. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what are you going to do? Yeah. You got to no. start somewhere. I thought it was comical, and I actually responded to him, and I think I congratulated him. So, Well, good Good work. on you, Ulysses, yes. 
I also had an interaction with the Beer Disciples on Twitter, or at Beer Disciples. Pray tell what are or who are the Beer Disciples. At underscore Beer Disciples. I give them full credit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is one Mike actually started following back when he was running a few things here. And I don't know that much about them, but they tweet out several times a day about articles about beer, different things. So occasionally I catch them on the timeline and uh, it's just a guy who likes craft beer, I believe. Okay. So they tweeted out uh, an article that says, Beer hops may protect against liver disease. And then the link to the article. And then they had a generic picture of a beer. And then I said, <laughs> in response <laughs> to that, in other news, alcohol noted to cause severe and often deadly liver disease. <laughs> and then they replied with a picture from Citizen Kane of him clapping very slowly, aggressively in the audience. So I think they were kind of giving me the old, you Weisenheimer <laughs> uh, response. Why I oughta. But they tweeted us back. That's nice of them to do. I will, I'm following them as we speak. Yeah, they're, they tweet out a lot. So um, I have various lists. And they're on mm-hmm. some and not others, but... Um, they can't be on every list, Michael. They're consistent, yeah. Well, that, that's all that you need. So that's my, in lieu of a beer break, that's that's what I got. Don't start a riot. Oh. <gasps> yeah, oh, sorry Michael. about that. Yeah, I apologize. Now I have that song in my head. Ugh. Cleanse the palate from Cleanse the, the palate. sublime reference. Um, yeah. What do we got on the docket, Jeremy? We're going to beer the band. Beard the band. Let's beard the band. I Let's think do it it's up. been a couple episodes since we've beard the band. You know, I'm up is down, left is right. I don't know what's going on ever. So I'll let you find what you're doing. There we go. Three, I have two, this one. Randomlist.com slash random dash music, where we get a list of three bands and we pick one and develop a beer for them. Let's Let's do it. Let's get it up here. Oh, whoa. Okay. <laughs> this is lots of choices here. Band number one is the Pixies. Okay. Band number two is the Doors. <sighs> Jeremy, not a fan, but anyway. Band number three is Blink-182. Hmm. What do you think, Michael? Uh, I think you could get most tr- traction off of the Doors or maybe Blink. We, we, with Corn, we kind of did the party get drunk type beverage we did do a uh, like a what was it twisted iced tea or something like that yeah right twisted transistor the oh yeah hard-hitting shandy (laughs) i think we have to go at the doors because it's you can really mark it off of that sure like a psychedelic theme make it like really the label really trippy uh call it like the doors of perception right and then um give it like a really like incense type flavor like a real dank hop so that's with... what we're doing yeah okay does um, that make sense does that to you, like what you think the band you know kind of in that direction so the doors are really bad um they're lauded in many circles though, well Jeremy. so is the art of the chain smokers that okay. doesn't make it right um I am of the firm belief that had Jim Morrison not died or been a drunken pile of crap that he would have been is forgotten as Black Oak, Arkansas, or something like that. Um, but, you know, when you die young, or relatively young, and you have a mystique about you, 
Mystique, yeah. You don't live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Can we call the ba- the beer Mystique? Sure. All right. All right, that's step one. Um, Michael, have you seen the movie The World's End? No. It- it's it's uh, the third movie, well, I guess technically the fourth movie, by Shaun of the Dead director Edgar Wright, whose Baby ah. Driver has just come out. That's right. Okay, now I know what you're talking about. And yeah. it's uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Frost going on a pub tour, or a pub crawl, rather, that they were never able to finish, and aliens are invading. And there is a scene where there it's very, you know, uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers-esque, and they play the only... They play a door song called The Alabama Song, also known as Whiskey Bar, and... Uh, it's by the doors, and it's it's perfect. It's the only time a door song has ever been used properly. Ah, oh. but digression. Uh, watch watch World's End, Michael. It's it's delightful. You'll like. I, it. I do enjoy the other movies in that you, you, uh, you, series. You'll 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 dig it. It's it's pretty great. If if nothing else, go on YouTube and look up Alabama Song by the Doors. Okay. Um. Anywho. All right. So we're uh. We're going in incense. So, yeah, I I want like a flavor that's not going to be super great, but it's going to be different. So I'm thinking like a real dank hop, and then like okay. an adjunct of like lavender or something like that. Ugh. So we're making a bunch of garbage kombucha flavors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, kind of hippy dippy. Kind of get into that that all right that uh, area. I know they're not a hippie band, but you they're know. close enough. Yeah. Um, have you had anything, any beer with lavender in it? I suppose that could probably work. I I haven't, um, but for some reason that flavor sticks out. Um, or hibiscus? I don't know. Yeah, like uh, some botanicals. There you go. So we're going Botanical with a really flavor. dank. Uh, we're going with really dank hop flavors, botanicals, some sort of like lemon verbena, yeah. something that you would. Ask the masseuse to put on the uh, the essential oils when you go. Would you like the orange peel? Would you like jasper? Or you know whatever. Right. Sandalwood. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going. We're going. Uh, are we going with a dank hop? We got to go with a hop mix, right? Right. Yeah. It's, okay. It's, it's a bouquet of hops. The stinkiest of hop mixes um, with lavender. I think that I, th- I think that's in lavender IPA. Yeah, I think that works. Right, and it's a darker color. Sure. Can it be nitro? <laughs> sure. And there you go. That's beer the band. Slam dunk. Mystique. The doors present Mystique. Um, <laughs> now may Ray Manzarek sue us into oblivion. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, so Michael, we're uh, with without going too far down the rabbit hole of what we're going to be doing for today's FDR. Yeah. Uh, we are. We're hitting up the gasoline alley again, mm-hmm. which is wherein we traditionally run out of ideas or beers to fill out our uh, time until we can do another swap. So we we grabbed is it something that's not necessarily in our palate out of the local gas station. That's right. It's, it's usually a garbage beer. Uh, I believe previous gasoline alleys have been Steel Reserve and are we counting Milwaukee's best ice? I was going to say, yeah, we got to count Milwaukee's best ice. All right, that, that counts. Too. So things that come in uh, cans that are generally, you know, bigger than 12 ounces 
or plastic 40s as we established with Steel Reserve. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> with varying ABV. With varying ABVs. I, I believe there was at least three different ABVs that we could have had in there. Yeah. But uh, th- these beers are generally, you know, lagers, mm-hmm. light lagers, although I don't know if the one we're doing tonight technically counts as a light lager, but in, I, I just sort of a weird coincidence for this show. Uh, I've been watching a show that fits in perfectly with the Gasoline Alley theme on Netflix. Michael, oh, okay. have you ever heard of F is for Family? Yes. Have uh, you watched it? I have watched a few episodes. It's, it's Bill Burr's cartoon show yes yes very much so um animation sorry well no i mean it's a cartoon show yeah right (laughs) but uh basically it's about you know blue collar lower middle class family growing up in the 70s i'm assuming they're in massachusetts outside of somewhere outside of boston yes yeah at least it sounds like it (laughs) yes it reminds me of a mix between south park king of the hill and very early the simpsons um one of yeah. the things that I really liked about The Simpsons growing up was, you know, the characters are great, but it had at least the hint of, like, sticking to a blue-collar sort of portrayal of a family. Like, so often in sitcoms at the time, anyways, like The Cosby Show or Friends or, you know, fill in the blank. It was just a bunch of rich people. Oh, and, yeah, sure. And it was, you know, like... Frasier. Oh, Frasier. Perfect. <laughs> and they they never really had to deal with, you know... Bounce checks. And... Bounce checks. There you go. That's a perfect way of saying it. Um, I think this has done the best job of portraying a blue-collar family, like, accurately, that I've seen in a really long time. Uh, the family struggles. Uh, I don't know how far you are, so I won't say too much. But the new season has just come out, and it's, it's fun, as funny as it's ever been. It's definitely an R-rated comedy. It's not afraid to go there, wherever there may be. I, I think another reason why I like it is just because of the percussive profanity. Yes. They don't shy away from that. Old dad getting cantankerous and swearing at the kids. And, like, so often when you have these R-rated things like South Park, I love South Park, don't get me wrong, but the cursing doesn't, it just feels like, it's not part really of the joke do- almost, or? part of the joke. Yeah, it, it's not really done for like shock value or anything. But there are certain times in that, uh, namely when the father threatens to put someone through uh, a wall. Yeah, right. That it's done. Like I suspect that this is a semi-autobiographical show, and that you know you you can't. Nobody's family is that perfectly sitcom ready. Right. That said. Some of it feels so real, like the father cursing and threatening to put someone through a wall. That feels one hundred percent accurate. But yeah, it's it, it they, they what what's the name of the beer? Like White House beer or something like that. Yeah, right, right. It's it's there's, something along there. There's that style of lager beer that <laughs> with a weird name and yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like it's like my dad drinks old style and he won't touch another beer. Right, or at yes. least that's the way it felt like when I was growing up, is everyone's dad had their beer. Like the guy at the street, you know, always had a Pabst or, you know, or a Bush Light or a Coors or like, oh, we we don't drink Bud Light, we drink Coors Light in this house. And there's or, not that much of a difference between There's, there's no reality. difference. Um, it's As we discovered on this show when we tasted them blindly. 
Yeah, and I made a fool of myself. But yeah, F is for family. Michael, I'm two episodes away from the end of the second season. It just today got renewed for a third, so I'm excited to catch up again with the Murphys in eh, a year. But yeah, I heard. So I listened to Bill Burr's podcast, and uh-huh. um, he the, he said that the reason why he made this is because when he brought these stories up in his stand-up routine, like he wouldn't get laughs from the audience; he would get like pity and sympathy from the audience. <laughs> so he said, "Okay, I'm just going to take all these stories that I can't eh? do in stand-up and put them into this show." So that way, you know, it's presented in a format where I'm not trying to get laughs out of people. It's you can go for trying to tell a story. Yeah, yeah, right. So Mm. I thought that was kind of interesting how it was came out of that from him and other writers not being able to tell these stories on stage just because they weren't conducive for a stand-up atmosphere. It gets it's it's not bleak like BoJack Horseman is (laughs) by any stretch of the imagination, but it uh. I've long thought that there is a blue-collar malaise, especially of things that come out of like the late 70s through the 80s and even the early 90s, like before technology made the world one world. There was it. I'm and it's definitely not, but there, there's disparity still. But back then it was. You could yeah, like the difference between like Mary the the Bundy family and the Cosbys, right? Like, Frazier and uh, WKRP and I don't know. I never, <laughs> yeah, I I never watched like that. that. <laughs> um, Taxi. Taxi. There you go. That's a good one. But yeah, it's uh, the band Local H put out several albums that were about that blue collar malaise where it's just like, just like, oh God, another day. Like I have to do it again. Like God, just, just kill me. Like people that were, that took jobs that they hated to support their families and society hadn't quite caught up to where we are now so it was not necessarily okay to be a jerk or a creep or racist or homophobic or whatever but uh all in the family did it really well there you go yeah that's what i that's what i was looking for it that's like the that's the show yeah yeah it feels like a heightened all in the family except it really kind of hammers in that just all sorts of things about it it nails growing up pretty well in this new season there's a few different coming of age storylines that I shan't ruin for you. Um, they're they're funny, but it also makes complete sense in a character context, which mm-hmm. you don't always see. And it's serialized, so you get to build on each episode. I've been enjoying the crap out of it, Michael. And by the sounds of it, I think you've at least watched it, and I yeah, r- I urge you to continue because it it stays pretty good. Yeah, I'll have to keep going on it. Um, I haven't touched the second season yet, and. I think I have some of the first to finish up, but I'll have to go back into that. But I, uh, I think you should. I did enjoy it. Good, but uh, so sh- should we get to the reason? The reason why? for the season? Yeah, the FDR where we find a beer, drink a beer, and rate a beer. So, Michael, before you uh tell the fine folks at home what this is, I have mm-hmm. a story for you. Oh, okay. So Michael pulled a last-minute audible. And I'm not going to say what the original Gasoline Alley beer was, because I imagine we'll probably do it in a future episode. Mm-hmm. But we had a last-minute change, as as I imagine you were staring at it when you texted <laughs> me. Is I, that I've true? I've never had this beer before, so yeah, it really was calling to me. Okay. So I had this, like, wait, where did you... You said you got a, a 24... A tall... A, like, one of the big gas station 
I need a paper sleeve to hide this sort of styles of beer. <laughs> right. Um, and I figured, well, he got it in a gas station. I just must have been overlooking it. Oh. And I, I wasn't. They they don't apparently sell this in singles in Iowa. Oh, oh no. So, so I you... ha- I have six of these <laughs> things. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. So uh, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. I, I have had this, but... For reasons it will become obvious, I haven't had it in a while. Okay. But uh, but needless to say, we might be making some beer can chicken sometime soon. There you go. Yeah, you can. You'll find a good use for it. Yeah. I was afraid about putting you on the spot like that, but uh, this is just so tempting. Oh no, it's a good choice. Don't get me wrong. It, okay. One way or another, it'll be. Uh, I I think it'll be a good listen. I don't know. I don't listen to this show. <laughs> but what do we got, Michael? Without any further ado. It's not your granddaddy's beer. Oh, wait. Yes, it is. It's Ham's. We're doing beer. Ham's, Michael. Since 1865. Yeah, we're going ham on Ham's. Uh, does Ham have a second M that we can put in there? <laughs> uh, massive. I'll let everybody else fill in the rest. Um, uh, well, I mean, M does. We can change the first M to end in I-N-G. Just reconjugate the verb. <laughs> and uh, put Michael as the second. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, we can do that yeah. too. Um, this has seemingly become the new hipster beer. I hate that word. That's what I understand too. Although I heard that like five years ago, and I don't like that word either. Yeah, it's it's lost all meaning. It it means nothing. Like I said, we are one world, whether we like it or not. You're not that different. Get over <laughs> yourself. That said, the uh, the type that would you know, search out Grain Belt or Pabst, I guess, is the uh, the blue ribbon holder yeah. of that title. But yeah, Hams is starting to uh, be the new one. It's like, oh, look, you're drinking that old man beer. My dad used to have that. <laughs> but I'm told you have some uh, details on Hams for me, Michael. Yes. So before we get into uh, the can, which looks like a cigarette carton. It does look like <laughs> a cigarette carton. Um. Yeah, so they have a nice Wikipedia page, i.e. I'll have some information for you about this beer. Hooray! 1865, established when German immigrant Theodore Ham inherited a brewery. I love these old-timey names. Yes, and this was a small brewery and flour mill in the east side of the wilderness of St. Paul, Minnesota. Yeah, the brewery expanded as things go, and then it hit Prohibition. And they survived by producing soft drinks and other food products, enabling it to expand rapidly through acquisitions after the repeal of Prohibition in 1933. Hmm. And from 33 to 65, they were very successful. However, in 1965, the company was acquired by Hublin. Hublin? Hublin? Hublon? Another big brewer at the time. In 71, it was sold to a group of distributors which in turn sold it to olympia brewing company in 75 then it was purchased by pabst in 83 and the <laughs> flagship brewery was traded to stroh brewing in stroh's yes around the same time after pabst got it and then it continued to operate the brewery into 1997 after that uh, the that brewery was basically shut down became full of squatters and vandalized and eventually demolished. Um, (laughs) Finally, in 1999, 
Miller Brewing Company acquired the brand. <laughs> the macro horn. The macro horn. Um, and obviously then you get uh, South African breweries join up with Miller to form mm-hmm. SAB Miller, then going to Molson Coors to form Miller Coors. I, I don't even know where it is now, now that InBev is involved. So in other words, uh, Hams is kind of Hams in name only now. I, I'm sure it's not the same Hams as it was back then. but It's not your daddy's Hams, Michael. <laughs> yeah. You said it earlier. I did. I kind of walked it back, though. It happens. So they had breweries in San Francisco, Los Angeles, Baltimore, Houston, um, and, of course, St. Paul. That seems like an odd pile of places to put beer breweries at. Yes. And so those were all kind of shuttered through the various acquisitions. They left behind a legacy of breweries across the United States. Um, Empty breweries, apparently. I think this one was brewed in Milwaukee. So that's at least what mine says on the side. I don't know if yours says something different, um, which makes sense for Miller Coors or what was or is Miller Coors. Uh, there's Ham's Premium, Ham's Golden Draft, and Ham's Special Light. I believe we have Ham's Premium here. We do have Ham's Premium here. Apparently they had a Ham's Beer Bear who was kind of shut down after Joe Camel got shut down. <laughs> um, Spuds McKenzie, no. <laughs> and then in the Wikipedia citation needed pile, uh, apparently there's a fact that in Minnesota after World War II and into the mid-century, hams was a common synonym for beer, as in, hey, it's been a long day, let's get a hams, or yeah. packing for a summer picnic. Don't forget to put in the hams. Citation needed. Yeah. That sounds like a citation needed if I ever heard one. Like, I'm going to use a Band-Aid on this cut on my hand. Yes, right. Or get me some Pepto. I've had too much hams. (laughs) Yeah, you put it in quotes and it becomes a fact. Mm -hmm. So, yes, like Jeremy said, I have the 24-ounce can. It looks very old-timey, like a cigarette box. It looks exactly like I remember a ham's cam looking. America's classic premium beer, born in the land of blue sky, born in the land of sky blue waters. Mm-hmm. Further below, brewed in true family tradition from the purest water and the choicest barley malt, rain, and hops. The choicest. You got like a little seal up top of, looks like hops and some ears of barley um, with a lion holding a sword. I love the design on these old things. It's just like... It's classic. The script typeface... It looks good. Just, yeah. And the like the the part I like the most is the top of the can. It has like this golden, I don't know, like crown design. And it looks like a cigarette filter. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And it's just... You don't see that anywhere else. It's, it's just very evocative of retro. So you've never had one of these, Mike? I've never had a ham. Do you have memories of like people drinking hams when you were a young man? I think so. For some reason, I associate it with Council of the Show. Yeah, that that's that's fair. Uh, he is the Council of the Show is a fan of hams. So, yeah, um, but that yeah, so that comes to mind. But you said you've had experience with the Jeremy, good, bad, well, indifferent. So I don't remember actually drinking it. Well, that's a lie. There's one point that I remember, that, but that was predicated on delicious stew, college football, and pie. Okay. But when I was growing up, my father, well, 
he still is. My father is a firefighter, volunteer firefighter, mm-hmm. back home. And the fire hall was essentially like a non... This isn't the right word, but like a non-denominational like VFW hall for people that weren't in any foreign... Not necessarily in foreign wars. I see. It was basically a place where you could like go down there and use the power washers to clean your cars... Or, like, just take the kids and they could run around and look at fire trucks and their dads could have a beer. And pretty much all of these old-timey beers, like Ham's Old Style Pabst, uh, Stroh's. I I don't know. I think that may have been a little bit too long ago. Yes. But But that ilk. That ilk. I distinctly remember them seeing them in the refrigerator when I would go to get, like, a a Pepsi or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so... When I when I see a hams, I'm immediately taken back to the Audubon uh, fire hall, circa 1990, and people just chain smoking inside of that <laughs> and uh, watching a football game or or basketball game or what have you, and screwing around on fire trucks, probably violating all sorts of health and safety laws. But, <laughs> but uh, M- Michael, in honor of those brave men going into burning buildings, I'm not pouring this into a glass. Oh, okay. I'm going straight from the can. Well, you know what? I'll have both because mine's so big, I don't have <laughs> a glass big enough right now to good, contain good, it. <laughs> good point. All um, right. Uh, let's open let, it. Let's, let's, cr- how do, let's carve a hams. I don't know. There's got to <laughs> yeah. be some sort of bad pun that we can throw in there. <laughs> carve a ham. <laughs> the name itself has novelty. Yes. Okay. This is... On wheelie to pour. Oh, yeah, those 25-ounce beer cans are nothing to sneeze at. I mean, it smells like something you would get at a, at a gas station. I don't think it's it's hard to tell in the cans, but it doesn't smell as sickly sweet as the Steel Reserve did. Yeah. You know, gas stations that sell beer do have that smell, and it's almost reminiscent of this. The, the smells of the beer? Yes. Hmm. The gas stations I go to get cleaned about once or twice a day, I think. I don't know. I, I can't really tell. I may have to go to, like, L&M Mighty Shop. Yes, <laughs> I, I would believe that. But, uh, Michael, give me some notes Very on... Very grainy. The, yeah, give me, uh, give me some notes on the color. What are you getting? <laughs> um, it's <laughs> crystal clear. See right through it. It's just a crap yellow beer. Yeah. Um, right. I think we mentioned when we had the Steel Reserve, it was like... Yeah in an old show where they say, Hey, give me a beer. And then this would be poured and it would be like, Oh yeah. Yeah. The prop beer. It, it, it could be any beer that they're like, they, you see George went drinking at cheers. <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I, the head has completely dissipated. Surprise, uh, obviously surprise. you don't have a head on yours. And or do I? It, we will. No, I know. don't. I don't. <laughs> uh, maybe you can shake it up. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Nostrovia down the hatch. What do we got? Yeah, let's go. Uh, carve it up. It. I'm. Um, Ooh. The smell is pretty insipid. The smell or the taste? The smell. Maybe that's just the can. Maybe it's the ones mm-hmm. I have. Maybe the 25 ounce gla- uh, can allows it to breathe more, or <laughs> or some sort of nonsense. But, um, the taste is. It's it's okay. It's, I don't hate it. It's super grainy. It is very grainy. It's uh definitely grainier than say a Pabst, I would say, mm-hmm. or any of the uh, the mainstream macros. Yeah, the German named and not German named macros. 
the the non-germans <laughs> it, it to me is sweet and maybe it's just coming off of having craft beer for weeks on end but a little bit but it it doesn't seem like overly sweet like i felt that uh, steel reserve did i will give it this though and i think this kind of when we had our budweiser mm-hmm. was budweiser gasoline alley technically May, it, i mean probably technically yeah it has more flavor than you oft think of when you think of these beers yeah it's definitely not a light beer um i mean compared to like uh a victory at sea or like a coffee porter of some mm-hmm. sort. Yeah, you could have like you could have these all night and you'd be probably fine. Maybe not if you're sculling them or anything like that. Hanging out like George went. Yeah, you you could have these and only be a little over the limit when you drive <laughs> home a la George went if his character was realistic. Right. Um the aftertaste is not good. Yeah, I was going to say that like Across the tongue, it's not that bad. It's kind of like this grainy mm-hmm. flavor. Um, but, yeah, it's just breathing out now <laughs> as I'm talking. It's just like... That's yeah. where that stinking sweetness comes in. Yeah. Although, I'd say it's preferable to... I'm burping a whole bunch now. Well, of course. <laughs> That's what these beers do. Um, mm-hmm. Like, compared to the Steel Reserve... Oh, the flavor profile is favorable. A million times better than Steel Reserve. But it also doesn't have 8% ABV, bro. Well, well, if you're going to a gas station buying something based on <laughs> the ABV it says on the side, you're not necessarily looking for a good taste. Right, right, right. You're just looking for a taste that's good enough, I would imagine. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of... Um, <laughs> and maybe this is... A duh moment, but I'm a little underwhelmed. <laughs> what did you expect? I, exactly, that's that's what I'm asking myself. But like being the beer that I haven't had, and kind of like hipster beer, and kind of the choice of you know people like counsel the show. Like what 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 is there something about it that makes it makes it different, makes it good? Yes. Um. You you don't know what it is? The can, and the name, and the name. <laughs> yeah. The contents inside, however, it's like it, it, like you can replace this with anything. It could be grain belt. It could be Blatz if they still made it. It could be Schlitz. It could be any of those. It doesn't matter. The the people aren't that. And you know, I'm sure I'll hear about this. And he should text or tweet or write in with uh, the plugs that we'll get to at the end of the show. But the beers like this are not necessarily drank by the current generation. Because they're good. Right. Nor are they drank because it's it'll get you wasted. Although it could if you had enough of them. Right. Did we say what the... This has got to be like, what, 4.5? I did not see an ABV. I'm not seeing one on a can. According to Beer Advocate... It is union made, though, so it's got that. I got 4.6 on Beer Advocate. I was pretty close, but... You were. Like, so much of this... Of the world, and I, I fully realize that I'm sounding like old man Jeremy here, but I've been a 40 year old since I was like 10, so I don't really care. <laughs> but so much of the, the current trends are oh man, be this man, be that. Like, uh Nintendo just announced that they're releasing an SNES classic. Mm-hmm. 
which is an emulator. It's all it is is an emulator. Yeah, right, right. You can get all this crap on your computer, but it has the controller, and it looks like a tiny SNES, and God help me, I'm going to try to buy one, because I really <laughs> want to play Super Castlevania Four and uh, Metroid and all that crap again. And they re- they made a Baywatch movie. <laughs> Granted, I imagine they were going for a 21 Jump Street sort of appeal, where they can like retool it and make it sweet and cute again, but... Like it's super cute. It's just, it's so much of it feels just like, oh, look at this. Remember this? Isn't this old and dumb? Yeah, right. I don't think that's why people are kind of drinking this. But I don't think it's an ironic thing because I don't think people. Once again, maybe I'm just old. I don't think people do things ironically all that much anymore. It that seems to thankfully have gone the way of the dodo, but. I feel it's just like a good, like when so many people are walking around with, you know, random copper colored IPA or a Jack and Coke at a bar, it's, it draws the eye because it's such a distinctive label and people automatically recognize it, whether they have good memories or bad memories. You know what I mean? Am I making sense? I feel like I'm ranting. (laughs) You are ranting a little bit, but I, I see what you're saying. I see what you're getting at. Um, and why people might reach for this when you're almost being different by yes. going back and being the same, if that makes sense. Well, being the same from a decade ago or and several decades ago. To, to its credit, you know, if you're going to, there's no cultural cachet in getting like a Budweiser mm-hmm. at a bar if you're of a certain breed or ilk. Yeah. That sounded way more... Uh, eugenics season yeah, I right. hoped it to come out. Uh, uh, if you're a certain type, we'll, we'll put it that way, it just, it almost certainly costs less than a Budweiser Tallboy would cost. And it's, and if it gives you that cultural cachet, and you know, it's it's not that much worse than a Budweiser. Right. Although I don't like this aftertaste at all. I don't know. I'm rambling. What do you think? Well, should we hear what other people think, Jeremy, before we get into our final rating? And Yes, absolutely. What do we got? So I have some five-star reviews on Beer Advocate, <laughs> and which are always good for beers like these. They're delightful. Um, they really are good. Sometimes humorous, sometimes a fresh perspective, sometimes a little of both. All right, so here is a, re- a review from Go Bruins. Five out of five stars. <laughs> Look, smell, taste, feel, overall, all five. I know this site is full of elitists and beer snobs, but Hams is without a doubt the best session beer available ever. Session beer. <laughs> great taste and great value. Get off your high horse and give credit to where credit is due because Hams is truly deserving. I just wish it was easier to find in New England. Thank you. That's Go a Bruins. good start. That's... It's not nearly as insane. Um, This one, I believe, is written purposefully kind of ironic, but... Um, also sounds like he actually likes it. From Chase Rockwell. Chester Rockwell? Is this John C. Riley's alter ego from Boogie Nights? Did you say Chest or Chase? Chase. Dang. Okay. Is he does he does uh go by the name Chester Rockwell. I'm pretty sure of that. <laughs> Anywho. Continue, please. Ham's beer, what can I say? It is probably the greatest beer to ever touch the fresh soiled grounds of America. That <laughs> that sounds like a dig more than a compliment to America. It kind of does. 
Hams was built on the backs of our grandfathers and great grandfathers. Slaves. Our grandfathers, great grandfathers. Your point still stands. Steel mills, furnace blasts, coal mines, and lumberjacking. Um, And he goes into the appearance, Mm -hmm. smell. Smells smells like a really good beer with a hint of Americana. Smells like hops freshly picked out of a hop orchard in the Northeast. Uh, I mean, maybe, depending <laughs> on what kind of hops we're talking about. A hint of malt and barley also touches the back of the nose palate. Palette, as he says. Two L's? Uh, one L. Oh. And no second day. Um, taste. Hey. American perfection goes down ultra smooth whether warm or cold. Yeah, I'm kind of scared about this getting warm. Tastes similar to a Chimay and Optimus Prime. Right. <laughs> this guy's trolling. Yeah, smells like the blood, sweat, and tears of our forefathers. Mouthfeel, please. That's all he has. Just please. Overall, or overall, as he says, the best outright beer, in my opinion, you can buy a case and treat your friends and not have it kill your wallet. <laughs> there it is. Apparently there was a video review too after the jump. So maybe oh, that will tell oh, if God. he's being serious or not. I mean, maybe he's like, this beer is great. <laughs> like then, I mean, okay, then I get it. But yeah, this is, you don't want to let this one warm up, Michael. I would suggest <laughs> putting that uh, can in a cooler or koozie of some sort. Liquid nitrogen. Sign that, maybe. <laughs> um... So yeah, so that uh, we'll leave it at that. There are some other ones here, and I think a lot of them are kind of earnest. Maybe it's, that's not nearly as fun. Hey, right, exactly. Um, maybe that's beer advocate more so than that other beer rating website. Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, what should we? Let's give it our rating now, Jeremy. Let's mm-hmm. wrap this up. Should I go first? Yeah. Okay. Here I go again on my own with a sip of judgment. Um, you know what? It is a little warmer. The aftertaste is bad. The taste isn't super bad. It's true. You know, I've I've liked. You know, I think we had a uh, old style on the show before, and I actually uh, kind of thought that wasn't too bad. I it, was not around for that. No, yeah, we might have to have it again. <laughs> Like, I thought Old Style was better than Pabst. Michael? Um, what? I will take a swing at you. <laughs> I, I thought it was. <laughs> You're not one of these hipsters, are you, Jeremy? Um, I like what I like. What can I say? And this one is, like, the... So I gave... and I Sorry, I have to reference old reviews to kind of put this in perspective. I'm being pedantic. I gave Steel Reserve a .5. Because that just tasted, like, awful. It was pretty like, bad. after a while. It was pretty bad. This one's not, like, tasting super awful quite yet. And it's getting a little warm. Yeah. So I think there's some merit to it. Sure. I'm going to give it a 1.25. Michael, that's exactly what I had locked in in mind before you went on your diatribe. Um, <laughs> diatribe. What am I saying? Um, it's... It's fine. I wouldn't reach, although I'm going to have to reach for it five more times. <laughs> uh, Might be a good beer to cook with. I think you had a point there. Yeah, maybe, maybe I will. I have some uh, house guests coming this weekend. Maybe I'll force this upon them and record their reactions and see what happens. But There you go. It's, it's not a good beer. 
it's not even a good bad beer. For me, probably the best, like, bad yellow beer is probably High Life, right? Oh, I don't know. I I've, haven't had that in a while. I thought High Life had a reputation of being a decent bad beer. Oh yeah, I, I that's I'm I'm saying that's probably oh a good bad beer. I see. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yes, it's, yes, it's probably yeah. my my favorite of the bad beers. Although I I have been known to get it passed, if mm-hmm. only because I will always go for a heavier like a diesel as opposed to the unleaded version of a beer. Sure, sure. Just because I, I I I can't really do light beer, so. Has there ever been a Pabst Light? Yes, and it's bad. Oh okay. I've had it. It's it's all the label is entirely blue. I've had it before. It's it's gross. In fact, I think I saw it at the gas station earlier. <laughs> okay, to. save that for a later date. Yeah, um, but yeah, the the aftertaste is rancid on this. Yeah, like if if it stayed ice cold and didn't just kind of roll over your tongue like a painter's. Uh, well, roller, for lack of a better word. <laughs> it would be okay if if it had the effervescence to just kind of like get some scrubbing bubs and clean your tongue off. It would be okay, but this is pretty bad, Michael. Jeremy, this might be a dumb question. I assume your six-pack is cans. Is that correct? <laughs> I was I was looking for bottles, but yes, it is can. Okay. All right. Um, so I suspect this would probably come in a clear bottle if it was, in fact, a bottle. Right. That's. I was wondering if you had a clear bottle effect going on, but oh no, no, no! It's tall I, boy cans. I do have. Oh, I don't know if it's an expiration date or born. I think this is on the bottom of my can. <laughs> what do we got? I have oh, June fifth. Hey, mine is October ninth, two thousand seventeen. So I suspect that's a drink by. Sort yeah. of drink by. I'm so I'm over the limit. Uh, maybe it ages well. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, right. I want to. I want to go cellar a few of these cans, Michael, and we'll see what happens. I'll break them out of Dark Lord Day next year. God, um, when my grandparents moved out of their home, which they have lived in for decades, a grandparents' home. Yes, a grandparents' home. Uh, in the cellar, which was like a cellar with like a root cellar, foundation and dirt floor. Uh huh. Root cellar. Yes. Um. There was a Billy beer. Oh, my God. So, Billy Carter's beer. So, <laughs> I'm sure there's some old bottles of hams aging in some cellars across the country. Please tell me you still have that Billy beer. Uh, my uncle grabbed it, <sighs> and I think they opened it and Damn. discarded the contents. Um, but they still well, have the can. Yeah. The can's still around. <laughs> Let it not be understated that the president, a former president of the United States, ne'er-do-well brother, had his own brand of beer built on the fact that he was a slack-jawed yokel. That happened. Those were the days, right? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Those were the days. But that's hot button. And it's past that's political my hot button. That's political you, hot button. And it's past my bedtime. You didn't say what president you were talking about. Oh, yeah. There Thanks, was Roger Obama. Clinton, wasn't there? There was. It, we came pretty close with him. He just he just <laughs> yeah. didn't have a beer. <laughs> we did get pretty close. <laughs> I guess Jeb was technically the. Oh my! Wow, is Jeb Bush the Billy Carter of the modern times? 
Well, I think Billy, the Billy of the bushes. Oh made God, it you're right. Into the office. Oh. Although there is Billy, but okay, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All, all right, yeah, all right. Anywho, yeah, we're 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 digressing. It's been a long day. Michael, how about you shout us out some social media plugs? Sure. Um, if you want to get angry and political, you can do so in a variety <laughs> of ways. Um, you can tweet at us at APM Pod. Hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash APMPod, or just get in touch directly, APMPod at gmail.com. Like, rate, and review the show on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Music, where you should be on all of those for your perusing pleasure. Check out our YouTube page, where we will probably post this bit of review on hams <laughs> on in a video <laughs> format for you to enjoy anywhere you want. There we go. Um, and share with people if you would like. Um. Yeah. Aside that, I I think that's another one down the gullet. Yeah, that is another one down the the gullet, Michael. Uh, let's let's not let's let's wait a while before we have to do this again. Right. Let's put the gasoline alley on the back burner. Uh, this, is, this is just like I'm sure if drive-by truckers were playing right now and I had a ham's tall boy in my hand, I'm sure I'd be fine. Yeah, but right now you're staring at a computer screen and waveforms. Yeah. It's in the dark. Waiting for the storms to roll by. <laughs> yeah, all right. Angrily cursing the gods. All right. Well, thanks for another great episode, Jeremy. Yeah, it, it's it, 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 we went places on this one, Michael. Yeah, and thanks for listening, folks at home. And we will uh, <laughs> we'll check you next time for Jeremy. I've been Michael. For Michael, I have been Jeremy. And this has been American Pale Males. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>